all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into our first training camp edition here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata, and then also you can follow the Who Dat Discussion on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis. And we're going to start off here our first training camp episode with some breaking news as the Saints signed linebacker Nigel Bradham to a one year deal. The veteran played for the Eagles and the Bills in his career in the past, and now he's going to be on the Saints this year. And this is a guy, we've talked about him a lot pre-draft. He was a guy that I thought the Saints could bring in, especially before the draft, so they didn't have to go to linebacker in the draft. Like, if the draft didn't fall correctly, then they didn't have to pick a linebacker, and they would at least have Bradham here to be your third linebacker, because, I mean, he's a guy that started basically his whole career, at least his whole career with the Philadelphia Eagles, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, Signed a huge contract in 2018 with the Eagles. And it was kind of funny. The Saints were interested in Bradham, but they ended up signing Demario Davis instead. And guess how that worked out for them? So obviously that ended up being a great signing for the Saints. Bradham then was cut two years later. So you can kind of see who got the better signing at the end of that deal. But still, Bradham to me is a really good player. And what he does really well is in coverage is I think a strong suit. But you see his run defense is also pretty solid as well. So to me, he's a guy that can come up in here, give the Saints good depth, and then also really come in there if need be and start. And again, I think he may come in here as a starter. It's very, very interesting because you're looking at where the Saints are at linebacker. Obviously, you have Demario Davis, and we don't have to worry about Demario Davis, but really behind him, you have Anzalone, who's been injury-stricken his whole career. Then you have Kiko Alonso, who the Saints said yesterday, Sean Payton said that, He's the only guy that's going to be limited probably at the start of padded practices. So that is going to be interesting to see what happens between Alonzo and probably Bradham. They're going to be fighting probably for a spot here. So that's going to obviously be very interesting. And then you have Zach Bond, who came in here now to also kind of fight for that third linebacking spot. And he also obviously is a pass rusher as well. And I bet the Saints would love to use him in like a joker role like they did with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Obviously different position, but same concept where he could be a linebacker. He could be a pass rusher as well. It's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out because you're looking what the Saints could do with Bradham is he can be a guy that could be your second linebacker, third linebacker. And I think he'd fit really well as the Saints third linebacker behind Alex Anzalone and also Demario Davis because he's a guy that's really good in pass coverage. So he'd really be able to kind of let Anzalone and Demario Davis kind of rush the quarterback, do some really good things to stop the run while they have Bradham back there doing a really good job against the pass, or he can actually work with Demario Davis and Anzalone back in coverage, say on a third down or something in the Saints, let's say bluff a blitz and then go back in coverage. Like, I, I do think that Bradham could be kind of that yin and yang, especially to Anzalone, because Anzalone's that athletic guy, young player, and Bradham's like that cerebral player. So again, I think they can work really well together. Also, I feel like Kiko Alonso and Bradham could work really well together. Alonso's more of that run stopper. Bradham's more of the guy in coverage. So that's obviously really, really good. But I do think that overall, Bradham's a guy that can come in here and just solidify the linebacking spot. And he's obviously going to really right now just battle with Alonso. If Alonso's not healthy, then you may see Bradham here kind of take a good chunk of Alonso's plays. Obviously, you're also going to have Zach Bond 
but maybe this signing kind of gears towards Zach Bond being more of a pass rusher right away and using him in that joker role. And this just gives you another player in depth. To me, that's just really big. I mean, he's a guy that's a starter level player. He's been a starter level player for most of his career. Now, maybe he's not that five-year, $40 million guy that the Eagles signed him for anymore. But again, I think he's a player that could really do a good job for the Saints team. I mean, you're looking at his PFF grades last year. He had a 65 overall the year before, 67. And then 2017, he had a 66 and he had a 78.8 coverage grade in 2017. So he's a guy, he's a stable guy. We know we're going to get out of him. And a veteran guy, cerebral guy. Look, he's not the best linebacker in the world, but he's a solid three linebacker and really gives the Saints nice depth. And what year can you really tell me that the Saints come in here with five starting linebackers. Now, obviously, they have two injury-prone ones, but right now you have five starting linebackers. You also have Craig Robinson. You have Caden Ellis as well. To me, this linebacking group that was coming in probably with a little bit of questions, to me, is now stacked with depth. And that's really the same with the rest of this defense. I mean, to me, the secondary is stacked with depth. You see the pass-rushing defensive ends. To me, I think that's the only part where you don't have a ton of depth. But if you can move Zach Bond there and Bond can really have a productive year at the pass rushing spot, the edge spot, as well as being a guy that can also play off ball, like that could be a really big help to the defense. And I think it's really a lot of positivity for the Saints defense coming in because this is just another veteran player. Like, you know what you're going to get out of him. He's a guy that started 12 games. He only played 12 games last year. He played 15 games the year before, started all of them. 2017, won a Super Bowl ring, started 15 games. I mean, the year before that, he started 16 games. Like, he basically starts every game he plays here, and he's played 11 games or more in every season. So he's a guy that's going to stay on the field. He's going to be durable. And I'm just really excited to see him coming to the Saints. I think, look, a good guy in coverage, a pretty solid player also against the run. So, like, it's not like he's awful against the run, but I wouldn't call that his strong suit. And you have so many linebackers for the Saints that that is their strong suit. You see Kiko Alonso, that's his strong suit. You see a guy like Alex Anzalone, excuse me, there, that's his strong suit. And then you have a guy like Craig Robinson, who's that's his strong suit. So again, I think the Saints right now at linebacker are really loaded. And I said before the draft, I'd like to see the Saints get Bradham because he would really fill in that third spot very nicely, the spot that A.J. Klein left a hole for the Saints because he left the Buffalo. And I thought that Nigel Bradham could really just take over that spot, probably give you similar production to A.J. Klein, maybe even a little better And then if you see a great linebacker at a great spot, go and get him in the draft. Like, that was what I thought the Saints should do before the draft. Now, they didn't do that. They got Zach Bond in a really good spot in the draft. So I was like, okay, well, the Saints obviously know what they're doing. They didn't even need Bradham. But now Bradham kept on falling, and the Saints probably going to get a really good deal with him. It was only a one-year deal. It's probably going to be close to a veteran minimum or or something close to that, I'd say. So, again, it's going to be just, to me, a really good deal, a smart deal. And you're looking at this depth, and you're like, again, like, even if a few guys get hurt, the Saints are covering themselves for it. And I do think that this is a year, and you have a lot of free agents out here still, you can make your team with a lot of depth. You can craft it with a lot of depth here by just adding guys on a veteran minimum or close to that here before training camp or right when training camp starts. Like, you can add Bradham, you can add a guy like Logan Ryan. Or you can add a guy like Jadavion Clowney, Everson Griffin, so many different players. I mean, Ziggy Ansa, like you can just kind of build your depth. And then look, by week 12 or week 13, those guys could shine for you because of injuries or other stuff. Because that to me is just really important. And you see what Bradham can do here. He's a Super Bowl champion, a vet. 
knows what he's doing. So to me, when you put all those things together, this is a guy that to me would be an upgrade over AJ Klein. But coming in here, he's probably a depth guy, probably the fourth. He's probably going to be battling for that third spot, but we don't know if he's going to get it. I don't think you hand him that third spot. But again, I think he's a guy that's going to battle with Kiko Alonso, with Zach Bond. And to me, he's a guy that's a really good player that can come up in here and do a good job. Like at best, he's coming up in here doing a really good job playing every game starting and really being a productive player. At worst, he's just a really good depth piece that you kind of stashed away just in case injuries happened. But again, I do think that he's going to come in here, really battle for that third spot. Probably it's a good chance to win that third spot with Kiko Alonso. And to me, it's going to be very interesting. One thing that I do want to say, I do think he makes this team regardless. So to me, that that's just my opinion. I don't think you're going to cut him. I think he's a player that's going to stay on this roster here. So that's just really interesting, but that's just my opinion. So I, I think he's a guy that can come up in here, do a really good job. And I think third linebacker, fourth linebacker, I think that's what he's going to be. And then also what I feel like the Saints are going to do is then move Zach Bond into that Joker role. I really, really believe that. And they could bring him on nice and slow, just like Chauncey Garner-Johnson. So you have your depth, and then also you have Zach Bond, who, let's just say, and Anzalone or Alonzo get hurt. You can put Brad in there and then leave Bond in his role that hopefully he's being really successful in instead of them moving Bond over and kind of taking away that Joker role. That's just my kind of first inkling on it of what Sean Payton's thinking here, what Dennis Allen's thinking here. Like, he's a veteran guy. He's really good depth. If he wins the spot and is contributing for the Saints, that's great. If he doesn't, he's a depth piece that, let's just say, one of our other linebackers get hurt. He could come up in here and we can keep Zach Bond in that joker role. We can use him as a pass rusher. We can use him as an off-ball guy. We can disguise him and kind of confuse offenses. So that's what I really think is going to go down. I think that's the plan. And like as Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton have been saying, when they sign guys, they're signing them with the plan. They're not signing them just, okay, Nigel Bradham's a pretty good player we'll just bring him on. Like, that's not the case. Like, the Saints obviously saw what Braden can do, what he can bring to this team, and then they pulled the trigger on it. So, again, that's what I'm expecting for the Saints when they sign guys. And this is kind of the plan, I think, what Braden's going to bring. Kind of that third linebacker, depth fourth linebacker, depending on how he plays and how he learns the playbook. It is going to be really interesting to see how it all works out. But that is my opinions there. First opinions on the Saints signing the veteran linebacker. So before we get into what Mickey Loomis said, what Sean Payton said, what some of the Saints players said as they're first coming to training camp, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Hoot at Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Hoot at Discussion. And now we're going to get into the first press conferences by Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton. And then also we're going to talk about the press conferences from Taron Armstead and Cameron Jordan as well here. And kind of what they said, what I thought was interesting, and I think we're going to start off with what Mickey Loomis said, and I thought what he said was very interesting, a lot of different things. And it, it is something that I think we should kind of talk about first. It's what he said about the protocols that the Saints are bringing into the locker room, safety protocols, so that means there's going to be plexiglass, obviously you're going to try to do as much social distancing as possible, like all the air filters were made, it's a top-notch shape here. They said they're going to use the indoor field. So really, it was just about how to get these protocols up. Obviously, with the players, there's testing every day now to kind of just make sure everyone is negative. Everyone in this building is negative. And then they're going to start with kind of just workouts and lifting weights and stuff like that. And then that will kind of transition into walkthroughs. And then there'll be kind of like the OTA-style practices. 
And then finally, with the training camp, padded practices, like the very intense practices, those will come after that. But it was just really interesting to see what he said, that basically everything right now is just making sure everyone's safe. We're all doing the right things here. And, and I do think that's one thing with the Saints, a veteran team. Like, they want to do the right thing. And look, this sentiment, I think it's going to be across all sports. Like, teams, especially the teams that are going to be really good, they're going to be with these protocols top-notch. Because if you're really good, you don't want to have an outbreak in your locker room. Like, that would really jeopardize any team's chance here. Like, think of teams like the Saints, Chiefs, or, you know, the Ravens. Like, think if they were the teams that had these outbreaks and their seasons were ruined. Like, their Super Bowl chances were ruined because they weren't careful enough. Like, wouldn't that just be silly? So, I think teams like the Saints will be very, very, very careful. I think it's going to be really, really safe. And, again, I'm really confident that we get to play the season on time in 16 games. That, that's just my opinion on it. And, to me, that's the first thing that kind of stuck out to me with Loomis. But another thing is, obviously, with the salary cap, it's going down. He said, does that kind of mean anything for adding guys to the team? He said no. And that's obviously evident. Just added Nigel Bradham. Actually, just breaking news as we're recording here. The Saints actually just signed Benny Fowler, wide receiver. So we're going to get into that at the end of the show. But obviously, these kind of lowered salary cap space, and then next year we're going to have to clear a lot of that. And that's going to obviously be interesting to see how the scenes navigate it. That's not really going to affect this year, especially with all the one-year deals. That won't really be a big kind of thing for the Saints, and it should be all good. It definitely doesn't affect what they're trying to do this year with the salary cap, and to me, that's obviously really big. The next thing that popped out was that he obviously knows about the Marlins situation, and he said he didn't really want to talk about it because he doesn't know all the information there. He only knows as much as the general public knows. And really what he said is we're watching all the sports and we're looking how they react because it's all new territory for us. So like if you can watch what other sports are doing and then use all the positive things they're doing, that would obviously be a big step in the right direction for the NFL. And it's a big step up to what other leagues have. Like the MLB is the first league to do this without a bubble. And then you obviously see all the bubble sports going on. So to me, it is obviously going to be interesting to see what the NFL does and how all this evolves over the next six weeks and as we get into the season but they obviously have a big head up on all the other leagues as they get to see everybody else and I've been talking about it for a while I think that's something that the NFL really has an advantage on so to me that's very good there and he said all players reported which is huge he said no contract holdouts everyone reported besides the two players that opted out the Saints did have two players that did opt out and that was Cole Wick and Jason Vanderland to tight ends. The Saints, to me, have a lot of depth at tight ends. I'm not really worried about these losses. And to me, you got to respect anybody's decision, as I said. I respect these guys' decision. Look, they got to stay healthy. They got to do what's right for them and their family. And I wish them all the best. And look, if they can compete next year for the Saints and they end up competing and they end up being really good players, that's great. And to me, that's kind of all you can say. And wish them all the best. Hope they stay healthy. And any player that opts out, like, honestly, respect their decision, and then it is what it is, and then we're going to move on forward, and that's really what it is here for that situation, and if you're the Saints, you're just happy that the 88 guys are there, and right now getting tested, and right now everything's positive with that situation, so that's all really good stuff, and the last thing I wanted to touch upon here was with Loomis talking about Andrea the Free Agents. And he said, we're going to have a lot of time to watch the undrafted free agents, even go through meetings, have those practices, compete. So it would really be the same for the Saints and the Saints undrafted free agents. But 
like other teams enter the free agents, other teams, players that may get cut, it's obviously going to be really hard. So to me, that is very interesting. Like it seems like the Saints, especially, it's going to be probably similar for them because you still have a lot of practices and stuff like that. You're obviously going to see them in your building, but other free agents can be really hard. And that's going to be the same for anyone who gets cut, not just undrafted free agents. So that's kind of interesting there. And now I want to move over to what Sean Payton said. And when I think Sean Payton said, it was just very, very interesting because what he said, he said, right now, this is not normal training camp. And it's not even training camp. He says it's like the antithesis of training camp. He said it multiple times. And to me, what was interesting about what Sean Payton said to the most part, he said it's not training camp because it's like it's just completely different. In these practices, you're going to have to create a game-like environment, like a lot. So again, and that's not even going to be for the whole time because now you're going to have really three weeks of like OTA type practices, which won't be game environments. And then for the final three weeks, you have to create game environments basically on a daily basis. So that's going to be very interesting, and that's not like a usual training camp, and it's not like training camp at all. So I completely understand what Sean Payton's saying in that respect. So obviously that's going to be very interesting, and like planning is going to be huge. And what Sean Payton said, a lot of guys have said it for the Saints. Like there's not a lot of margin for error and stuff. So you got to be just sharp from the go. And Sean Payton said he's expecting everyone to be sharp from the go. He's definitely sharp from the go. I think we're getting game day Sean right from the jump here every day. Because to me, that's just kind of what it is here. I mean, right now, like, the Saints obviously have to have just really good planning. And I think that was a big thing. Like, everyone's saying, you need good planning. No margin for error. You see Taran Armstead we're going to talk about. Like, we don't have as much margin for error here. And we just got to go up and really treat it like business every day and really get ready for the season. And to me, I think the Saints have a really good mindset about this. So to me, that's really big. Another thing Sean Payton said was that the Saints are in no rush to cut down to 80 guys from 90. So to me, that's obviously good there. You want to see at least what you got from your 90 man for a few weeks, and then you can cut down after that. I believe August 16th is the deadline for that, so definitely watch out for that. But I think at least for a few weeks, you're going to see 80 guys for the Saints there. He said they're paying attention, just like Mickey Loomis, to all the leagues. He feels like the NBA's done a fantastic job, and Peyton also said that the NHL was doing a fantastic job. And he said that they're concerned with football just because they're not creating a bubble. But, you know, it's you're just going to have to see and you're going to have to be really, really good with the testing. And he said you have to be just very flexible and you have to be able to adjust if a player tests positive or a group of players test positive. And that's something what the Saints are looking at. And they just kind of have that mindset where you got to be versatile. I mean, Sean Payton said there will be suspended games in his opinion. He said some games may be forfeited because some teams could have one position group where... They just have an outbreak like that may happen. He said that's a possibility and you have to think of all these things ahead of time. He said the league though understands that. So that's just kind of what he says. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. Now, that's just his opinion. May happen, may not. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how that all works out. And again, that's something that we all got to be at least in the back of our mind, like something like the Marlins could happen again. You're hoping it doesn't and you're hoping that the MLB, this was a test case. And now from here, you're hoping all the leagues should be good. But we'll never know with that. So it's going to be just very, very interesting to see how all that works out. He did say that at least at the beginning, you're going to see McCoy and Ruiz rotate and swap between guard and center. So that's really interesting. And he said that they should have a resolution by the beginning of those padded practices. So that's kind of the plan here. Nothing set in stone yet, but that's kind of what they're doing. Like, especially at the beginning, get these guys toes wet. 
and then figure out what's the best spot for them going forward here to start the season. So that's really what they're talking about with McCoy and Ruiz here. He said that these players have to come back in great shape, and he expects them to because he doesn't want that physical preparation period to be long and affect us. He needs that physical conditioning and preparation period to go just very smoothly, and you need to be conditioned, well-conditioned, and ready to go. And that's just kind of what's what's the case. And if it's not like that, then you're going to have problems. But the Saints said they expect all their guys to be like that. And he said that guys did come back in good shape to obviously probably what he saw. So that's obviously really, really big. And then also you saw Peyton talk about how the roster and coaching continuity is an advantage this year. And he said that it could provide us an advantage. And so to me, that's obviously big. He obviously recognizes that having the same coaching staff, having a lot of the same players is a very big advantage, especially this year. It would be in a normal year, but this year is especially a big year. He said that he has no idea if more Saints players will opt out, but he said he would imagine that if they were going to opt out, they would have done it in the first few days. And he said, look, I don't know, but that's his thoughts on that, and that's just what he thinks. But again, he doesn't really know what these players are thinking. He said that's a personal decision. Luma said it was a personal decision. That's just kind of where it is there, and that is all I thought was really interesting from the Sean Payton interview. Now, moving over to the final two interviews here from the players, Cameron Jordan, Taron Armstead, and I think the big thing to come out of these interviews were that, look, you saw Taron Armstead said this is a Super Bowl or bust year, and Cameron Jordan saying we are really, really close to a Super Bowl. So to me, I thought that was the biggest takeaway from those interviews, and really that the Saints are really close, we understand that, and we're going to be ready to go. And that was obviously something that is really big. Both guys also touched upon the Drew Brees situation this offseason back in June. And they said, look, the team's behind it. And we really solved it internally in the locker room. And we're ready to go with the start of the season. So to me, that's really good that, again, everything is solved here in the locker room. Everyone hopefully made a meds here. And we're ready to go for a Super Bowl run here in 2020. So to me, I thought that was very big as well. You saw Cameron Jordan talking about Marcus Davenport, and he said that he's obviously really, really confident in him, and he said that we can be a really special duo. So I love that talk from Cameron Jordan, and I really believe that. So to me, that's really big. Both guys said that they didn't consider opting out. You saw Cameron Jordan say that he feels that the Saints are so close to a championship, and like he feels like they're right on the edge. So to me, that's obviously really big. You said Tyron Armstead said that, look, I I was going to play if there was going to be a season. And that was really what he said there. So to me, that is very, very interesting. And obviously, we saw what Cameron Jordan said about the NFL protocols. He's still at that same from a four to a seven like we talked about earlier. And again, I think that he's a guy that he said we got to be aware of. And we got to really notice that our level of exposure, excuse me, there is going to be higher than it was with the last five months. But again, like, it's just something that you're going to have to be really aware of. And like, you're just going to have to make sure it's 100% safe. So I obviously thought that, look, these guys, they know. They know they got to keep themselves safe so they can play and they can go out and win a Super Bowl. And to me, teams like the Saints, you're just going to be so really strict with the safety precautions because you don't want to be the team that messes it up, especially when you're supposed to be in a Super Bowl contention. Like, to me, that was something that I think it's across all sports, especially with those teams that are just so close to a championship. This could be a chance you win one. You don't want to mess it up with something silly like sticking to precautions that medical professionals have advised. That's something that is just very, very important. And I think these guys understand that. So to me, 
that's very interesting from all these interviews. And honestly, it's just very, very refreshing just to hear these guys' voices and really get back to playing some football. So obviously, that is great. So before we wrap up the show here, we're just going to get into Benny Fowler, who the Saints just signed during this podcast. So Fowler is kind of an interesting player. He did run a 4-3-8 in the Combine back in 2014. He played with Denver and the Giants over his six-year career. And over the last three years, he has started 11 games. So to me, that's kind of interesting. Last year, he started two games. He had 23 catches, 193 yards. The year before, he had 199 yards on 16 catches. And back in 2017, his best season with the Denver Broncos, he had 29 catches for 350 yards and three touchdowns. He also played special teams in his career, so maybe that's where he'll fit with the Saints. It's just going to be very interesting to see how all that kind of pans out here. And to me, I think he gives the Saints good depth. He's going to battle with Maurice Harris and guys like Ty Montgomery probably for that fourth spot. You're going to see him battle with, obviously, Deontay Harris, the Saints on draft free agents, Emmanuel Butler. Like, all these guys, again, I think will battle for it. He's just another guy to add there, and he's really good depth. He could also play special teams. So that's what I have to add about Benny Fowler. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Hoodat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. On Twitter, you can follow me personally at Andrew Galata. And then the podcast on Twitter is at the Hoodat Dis. On Instagram, the podcast is at Hoodat Discussion as well. And then also you can listen to this podcast wherever you get all your other podcasts. And then also you could check out our YouTube channel. Definitely leave a like, subscribe, comment, definitely do all of that fun stuff. Our first training camp episode is now close to being in the books. And this was obviously a really fun episode. You had the breaking news. You had, obviously, the press conferences to open training camp. And again, I really hope this forecasts just a really fun, interesting training camp period to get the Saints ready for a Super Bowl run here in 2020. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Run it back. And who dat?